no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Prez and A-Dub, it's time to bear down. Let's get it, fellas. Shout out to the homie Kiko. We appreciate you rocking with us. Let's get this dub on Sunday. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we preview the Bears' Week 18 matchup against the Minnesota Vikings and much, much more. And audience, I'm rolling without A-Dub today. Your boy Perez is solo. But A-Dub will be back for our recap show on Sunday. So as you guys know, Week 18 is on the horizon. Our Week 18 opponent is the Minnesota Vikings. Both of us, 6-10. and 10. I mean, <laughs> seasons have not gone well on either side. But here we are, season finale time here. In this matchup, what more can we say? You know, we tried to keep things upbeat and, and positive on the last episode. But, I mean, we got to call a spade a spade. This season has not gone the way that we wanted it to go. A 7-10 finish if we beat Minnesota, that's still not anything that we're going to be happy about as fans, and we shouldn't. We should be tired of the mediocrity that we've had here in this town. And it's going to be time for, hopefully, fresh blood that's going to come in here and get the job done. Before I get into the nuts and bolts of this episode, audience, I do want to give a quick shout out to Virginia McCaskey, the owner of our team here. Happy 99th birthday to you. And just a quick public service announcement to those on social media that think it's funny and cute to put little disparaging comments about her on her birthday post. Grow up. Do better. You know, there's a time and a place for everything. And as fans, we have the right to express our displeasure with the direction of the team. If you want to tell the person to sell the team and so forth, fine. But come on, man. This lady's 99 years old. Give her the respect that she deserves. And just don't do that on her birthday post. I mean, just imagine if that were your great-grandmother, grandmother, or whoever. You just wouldn't want them to be disrespected in that way. That's it. I'm, I'm done talking about that. I thought that was kind of lame. However. One thing that came up on social media this week that I thought, let me talk to the audience about this and give them my thoughts on it. So I saw that Jerry Azuma put out a tweet, and he kind of implored the organization to uh, work with the uh, former players a little bit more. And this is something I've always wondered, audience. I said, why don't they ever reach back out to some of these guys? I mean, think about guys like Peanut, Olin, Lance Briggs, Alex Brown, Matt Forte. And those are just some of the guys in our most recent former Bears history. You even have guys even further back if you wanted to talk about a Gary Fensick and guys like that. They don't reach out to these guys, your Dan Hamptons and so forth. Those are resources that they're just letting just like die out. These guys all know the tradition of what it means to be a Chicago Bear. A lot of them have been successful, played at the highest of high levels. Why don't we bring those guys back? And more than just bringing them back to a game where the fans can cheer for them, bring them back in a meaningful capacity. Sit down and talk with these guys. Figure out what it is that these guys may be able to offer or bring to the table. It's just one of the weirdest things about this McCaskey family that I found that why don't they bring these guys back? Why don't they sit down and talk to them? I mean, what can it hurt? I mean, at this point, I mean, think about the situation that we're in right now. Their way of doing things has not worked. So maybe try something different. Bring some guys in here with a different voice. Different ideas, fresh ideas, shit. 
it couldn't hurt anything because right now, with the way that we are about this team right now, this fan base is pretty apathetic about what's going on right now. Now, a lot of us are excited about Justin Fields in that direction. A lot of us are thinking about life after Matt Nagy and, and so forth. Yeah, great. I, I get you guys. But from my standpoint is the organization has to do a better job of reaching out to these former players, but also they need to start putting themselves in contact or getting in contact with actual NFL people. I mean, there's so many brilliant and smart football minds out there. Why aren't they connected with those people? Your Tony Dungies, your Bill Polians, your Peyton Mannings. Like, these are bright football minds. Get these guys in here. Have conversations with them. Use those resources. Use those connections. That's how the modern NFL is working, is actually bringing football guys into the fold. So we're just not doing that. We're missing out on so many of these opportunities. And I really hope that the Bears organization takes that tweet by Jerry Azuma and thinks like, we do need to bring these guys in here. Now, I'm not saying hire any of these guys, but have some conversation, have some dialogue, figure it out. Couldn't hurt anything for the record. This sinking ship that we've been dealing with the last couple of years, it's been awful. So, damn, when we look ahead here, there's reports that are coming out. Matt Nagy is going to be gone at the end of the season. The report came out and said Matt Nagy has been told that he will be relieved of his duties after the Week 18 matchup. And for many of us hearing that news, we were surprised about that. We're like, okay, great. Tell us something we don't know. But when they talked to Matt Nagy yesterday, Matt Nagy came out and said, well, that's news to me. I haven't been told anything like that. And I think he even made a slick little comment, which I kind of thought was funny. He said, oh, well, he said, I think it's probably best for those people in those situations to just call me up and ask me. He said, because I promise you, I'll tell you the truth. You know what I mean? And he said, that, hey, I think I'm a pretty good source. And I respect that type of thinking because at the end of the day, I can only imagine in his spot, he's had these rumors circling around his head pretty much majority of the season. He's had the fire nagging chance, not only just at the games, but his son's games. He's The guy's dealt with a lot of bullshit. At the end of the day, you guys already know how A-Dub and I feel about Matt Nagy and the job that he's done here. He hasn't gotten the job done. I do think that he deserves to be treated with respect on the way out. And that's kind of why we've kind of shifted our tone a little bit. We want what everybody else wants. We just want the guy to be treated respectfully. He's a good guy. I really respect how he's treated his players, what he did for Robert Quinn on Sunday, just things like that when you hear. The thing that he did for Jeff Dickerson and his family, donating 7600 bucks. the eloquent words that he had about J.D. Matt Nagy's a class act. I can separate the two factions here. I can separate the fact of, hey, Guy's not a good head coach. He's not the guy that I want coaching this team in 2022. But I can also say, this guy stand up. And we need more of that in this world. And so I appreciate what he's been able to bring to the table from that standpoint. And let's call it a spade a spade. His players obviously respect him because if they did it, these guys would have quit on him. They have not done that. And you can't get a single one of these guys to come out and speak against him. Now, I know I've made comments on the past about Jalen Johnson having some words from Nagy here and there. But I still don't think that was anything where Jalen Johnson dislikes him. The guy didn't like getting fined. At my job, I get fined for something, and if somebody tries to call me out or hold me accountable for it, I may feel some kind of way about it. Shit happens, right? So we also don't know the ins and outs of that relationship there. But what I will say, when you look at the main guys on that team, 
your Khalil Max, some of the proven leaders of this ball club. I don't see those guys feeling any kind of way towards Matt Nagy. And so that says all you need to know about him within the players in that locker room. So I think at the end of the day, as a fan base, what we need to do is just look ahead, look to the future, and not just not kill the guy anymore. We've already said what we had to say. We made our jokes about BU. We, we made our jokes about play calling. We made our jokes about the questionable decisions. Yeah, all that shit is fair, right? Because all those things happen. It's fair to talk about those things. But for me, after this game, I just want to look ahead. I want to look towards brighter days here in Chicago Bears Nation. You know, I want to be thinking about what coach can we bring in here that's going to develop Justin Fields? That's at the forefront of my mind here. What coach is going to come in here and get this ball club operating at all three phases, special teams, offense, and defense? I'm so sick and tired of this team being so one-dimensional. While you'll say, oh, well, the defense is doing good, but then the offense is bad, or, or the offense is kind of somewhat okay, and the defense takes a step back. No, I want all three phases of this ball club to operate where it needs to operate. And... That's what I want. I want a coach that's going to come in here and get the best at all three phases, but I also want that coach that's going to be able to maximize Justin Fields. Because right now, that is not happening in this ball club. And for people out here that want to see Ryan Pace fired, I think what you're going to see is you're going to see Ryan Pace get elevated to some sort of a higher level position within the organization, and they're going to probably bring in a new GM. The reason why I think that is there's been so many reports come out talking about the fact that George McCaskey has very, very high regard towards Ryan Pace. So when you hear stories like that, it makes me believe he's less likely to fire him and more likely to keep him within the organization some kind of way. Then I also wonder, what are they going to do with Ted Phillips? So then that's just something else that we need to think about. So, we're going to dig into these topics a lot more in some of our off-season content. But I just wanted to talk about some of these things because it's just things that have just been on my mind because they're fresh. Because right now, week 18, the Vikings game, I'm sure you guys probably want me to talk about that a little bit, which I will. But I also want to take some time and just talk about some of these, these hot-burning conversations that are going on right now. You got the Jim Harbaugh talk that's going on. I got a lot of thoughts about that, and I'm going to drop those next week. I think a lot of us are romanticizing that situation. I would like to have a week to just kind of get my mind right from the this, this situation at hand. It's been a long season. <laughs> and so I want to really think logically about what I need as my head coach here on this team and what I think is the best approach going forward. So I want to take a little bit more time before I speak on that. But I will say I have the utmost respect for Jim Harbaugh, what he did as a Chicago Bear. He understands that tradition. As I was mentioning with some of these former players that I talked about earlier in the show, we need people here to understand what that tradition is like. So I do respect what a Jim Harbaugh brings to the table. I've interviewed Jim Harbaugh. I think he's a great guy. But I also think there's some other candidates out there that we should be looking at as well. And so like I said, we'll talk about that stuff at, at, at another time and place. But there's so much that needs to be done with this football team to fix what's broken to get this thing back where it needs to go. And I'm confident that we can get there if we get the right people in place. 
Look at what the Chicago Bulls did. I keep talking about this. But in short time, look at what Mark Eversley and AK have done with their franchise. The Chicago Bulls were a laughingstock. Think back to All-Star Weekend 2020. People were yelling, fire guard packs. Zach Levine was being interviewed on first take. And he's hearing these chants in the background. And he has to kind of nervously laugh them off. Think about how embarrassing that had to be for the Reisdorf family and that, and that ownership group. It forced them to make decisions. Those decisions are, re, are one of the main reasons why we're in this position that we are, are in today as Chicago Bulls fans. They had a clear plan to success. Mark Eversley and AK, they have relationships. Relationships matter. We need a football person that's going to come in here with those relationships, that's going to be able to have a plan, but they not only just have a plan, but execute on that plan, like the Chicago Bulls have done. So, like I said, audience, there's so much that I want to unpack. And this offseason, A-Dub and I are going to have so much content for you guys. So don't you worry. Just because the season's wrapped, you still got us. We got you guys covered for the offseason. So don't you guys worry. Looking ahead to this matchup here on Sunday. We got the green light here on Justin Fields. Justin Fields practiced there on Wednesday. He's starting on Sunday. Now, I know there's two sides to the coin here. One side of the coin are people that are saying, hey, I want to start him. I want him to have that valuable time, get that road experience against Minnesota. Well, you have other people that are like, but hey, Prince, I would like to see the guy sit out. I don't want to risk the guy getting hurt. Well, for me, you've heard me and A-Dub both talk about both of these points throughout the season. What's the last game of the season? And I want to see Justin Fields out there. I think that he benefits from playing in this game. Some people are just worried about injury and so forth. Well, he's got a long offseason. So whatever's going on with the ankle, whatever's going on with those cracked ribs, he's got a long time to recover. I think it's valuable reps that he's going to be able to get. And I want to see our younger players play. I want to see Thomas Graham Jr. getting reps. I want to see Tevin Jenkins getting reps. I want to see Larry Borg getting reps. I want to see Khalil Herbert getting more snaps there running back. Find a way to get him and Montgomery both on the field at the same time. Let's see more of these younger guys on this roster. That is what I want to see. Because that's going to be the key. Those guys, to be able to, we need to understand what we have in some of these young guys. A-Dub and I talk so much on this show about we got so much young talent on this roster. Yeah, that's great. But we need to get these guys developed. We need to get these guys up to speed. This offseason that's coming up here for the Chicago Bears is one of the most important offseasons. And, and, and I'm not even saying that to just, like, try to be extra here. This is one of the most important off-seasons that I would say that my Bears fandom, and it's going to be really, really key to see how they go about overhauling that front office. It's going to be very important to see what they do with the coaching position. It's going to be important to see what they do with this roster. What tough decisions do they make with the salary cap? Because you know there's some tough decisions that are coming up. You know there's going to be some guys that are fair favorites that we're going to see leave. We may even see some surprise people leave this team. We don't know. That's why I say this offseason, good Lord, there's going to be so much that's going to come and go. So I'm just really patiently waiting to see what actually happens with this team.
Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sport Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, bet $1 on either team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania, new customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambler problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. Wanted to give a shout-out to Robert Quinn. Now, Robert Quinn, he was awarded, I believe it's the Good Guy Award. They named it after him. Rest in peace, J.D. So Robert Quinn got that award, and to be honest with you, not even just this season, audience, but think back to last season. A-Dub and I talked about this on the recap episode. Robert Quinn faced the music day in and day out last season. When he wasn't performing well, he answered the tough questions. He didn't duck and hide from the media. So this season, while he's having some success out there, it's nice to see that he's able to enjoy getting a little bit of uh, his flowers. But I would say it's awesome that he was able to face the music last season but it's even more awesome that he's able to bask in his success. But I think that it's awesome that this is a guy that answered the questions from the media respectfully and open and honestly. And they even asked him, like, hey, why are you so open with the media? And this dude gave the quote, I would say probably one of the funniest quotes I've seen in quite some time. For any of our uh, Scarface movie fans out there, you'll get this when you hear it. <laughs> Robert Quinn says, I've always been kind of a quiet guy. He said, that's just my natural personality. But he said, but as far as when I talk to the media, they say a man has two things, his words and his nuts. <laughs> and he said, you don't want to lose either. So he said, I try to be as honest as I can when I talk to people. And so that's a nice little Tony Montana reference that he made, Al Pacino in that movie. It's true because Robert Quinn is very direct <laughs> in what he says. And what more can you ask for in your your star players? A lot of times you realize that guys are not as open with the media because they're a little shielded from the media. A lot of times they don't trust the media. Well, you got a guy like Robert Quinn, he's going to give you that truth with, with no chaser, and I respect that. So shout out to him once again. For our injury report here for Week 18, we had Jimmy Graham. He didn't practice today. Jimmy Graham got one of his veteran days off. He's had a lot of those this season. Jakeem Grant did not practice yesterday. Hakeem Hicks didn't practice yesterday with the ankle. And then Robert Quinn didn't practice with a shoulder injury. So when I saw that, I was like, huh, those are two big names there on the defense that didn't practice when I think of Hakeem Hicks and Robert Quinn. So we'll see what happens there. Jakeem Grant, I mentioned him a second ago, also an ankle injury, the same as with the with same thing with the Hakeem Hicks. I do say this. The fact that Robert Quinn was able to meet with the media today, 
I think that bodes well for the fact that he'll play. And Robert Quinn has a lot to play for, not just because it's the season finale, but I'm sure Robert Quinn wants to hit those 20 sacks. He's two away, 18 on the season. So that should be cool to see. I'm really hoping that Hakeem Hicks is able to play on Sunday. I want to see him in his last potential game in a Bears uniform. You guys already know what Hakeem Hicks means to us on this show. I feel like he's the heart and soul of not only just this defense, but this team. Love what he brings to the table, so I hope he's able to come out there and play again. I think that he will leave everything out there on the field in his last chance to play for the Chicago Bears uh, fan base. Really cool to see. Hopefully that works out. Now, I talked about a second ago the fact that Justin Fields is going to get that start there on Sunday. He was a full participant in practice yesterday. We also had Eddie Goldman and Duke Shelley also. There were full participants in practice. So as you guys know, Eddie Goldman ended up on the injury report with a finger injury, and then Duke Shelley's been battling a heel injury. So we have a little bit of clarity there when it comes to that injury report. So looking at this Vikings team, I talked about the fact they're 6-10. They were eliminated from playoff contention by the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers beat the dog shit out of them. I mean, that shit wasn't even close. Kirk Cousins was out. He was on that COVID-19 reserve list. They didn't have a chance. Not that I think Kirk Cousins is all that great of a quarterback. You guys already know my viewpoints on him. Not going to slander him any further. However, they didn't have a chance in that matchup. The Green Bay Packers are starting to roll here. They got the good passing attack there with Rodgers. And I've talked about this last year on this show. A.J. Dillon, that kid can run the rock, and he gets those tough yards. Come playoff time, I don't think teams want to see him and Aaron Jones in that backfield. That's going to be a tough little duo there. But anyway, in this matchup here, the Minnesota Vikings got blown out last week. They got outgained by the Packers. Sean Mannion was their quarterback. He was awful. I don't know why Mike Zimmer did not start Kellen Mond. I don't understand why these veteran coaches have to navigate things the way that they do. If if it were me, I would have went with Kellen Mond, or at least gave him a look. Because the guy that you threw out there, Sean Mannion, he didn't give you much. I mean, he was just so-so. So anyway, enough there. In this game here, I feel very confident in the Chicago Bears. I like our chances against the Vikings. Now, one of the keys to A-Dub wanted me to talk with you guys about on the show that he had in this matchup, and it was one that I thought, you know what, A-Dub, that's a good one. Because when you look at the team and, and some of the struggles that we've had, it makes total, total sense. And his first key that he wanted me to discuss, taking advantage of scoring opportunities. Now, how many times on this show have we talked about that the Bears have let scoring opportunities just slip through their fingertips? They have been inefficient in the red zone. They would get the ball in really good plus territory. The defense would get them a good opportunity. And here we either are settling for a field goal or worse, having a punt. So I think that was a really good key by Adel. We got to take advantage of scoring opportunities when they present themselves on Sunday. His second key, he talked about the fact that the last time we played the Vikings, which as you guys know how that went, we lost to them. We turned the ball over three times in range where we could have scored. So we got to clean that up, protect the football. When we get the ball down in that red zone or close to that red zone, we got to punch that thing in. And then the last key that I really wanted to hold in on with you guys is we got to find a way to duplicate 
what the Rams did with Cooper Cup against the Minnesota Vikings because they were able to get him matched up one-on-one with McKenzie Alexander, and it was game over because Cooper Cup ate him up. Now, I am in no way comparing Darnell Mooney to Cooper Cup. However, I think Darnell Mooney is a dynamic option here in this offense, and I think that if we could find out ways, if we could find ways to get him matched up with Alexander, that would bode well for us. And I think that that's a matchup that we can't exploit in this ballgame. So that's kind of what I'm thinking there. This Minnesota Vikings team, you guys know Kirk Cousins, you know Thielen, you know Jefferson, you know Dalvin Cook, Conklin. They have weapons there on that offense. But I think that our defense matches up pretty well with them. And if you remember that last game, Kirk Cousins didn't do anything exceptional. In fact, we basically gave them that game, in my opinion. We didn't capitalize, and we didn't get the job done. So in this matchup here, what I predict is that the Bears are actually going to win. The Bears are, once again, an underdog. DraftKings has them as a a two-and-a-half-point underdog. However, I think that the Bears will beat the Vikings 23-20. to I don't care that Cousins is back. We got Justin Fields back. And I feel very confident that Justin Fields is going to have himself a game. Now, you have two coaches in this matchup that are fighting for their coaching careers. They're fighting for their jobs right now. So motivation is not going to be an option for either side here. We know that the Bears are going to continue to play hard for Matt Nagy. Justin Fields came out yesterday, had some kind words to say about Matt Nagy, and said, look, there's been a lot of things that have been said out there. He said, look, I think that Matt Nagy has done the best job he could with me within his ability. And when I looked at that quote, what Justin Fields said to the best of his ability, that's not a glaring endorsement about your coach. However, I still respect the fact that Justin Fields came out and gave some words towards his coach. That shows respect. That shows that the kid has class in his own right. And Justin Fields just showing a little bit more why he's going to be that future franchise quarterback here in Chicago. Just that type of mindset. And I thought that was really huge. But anyway. The fact that Kirk Cousins is coming back, I don't really care about any of that part. We've won back-to-back games. We got momentum. And I think that we're going to win this season on a high note. You know how Matt Nagy is. He knows how to ride momentum. And we saw what he did last year with the team. They hit a bit of a uh, winning streak towards the end of the season. I feel like they're going to do the same thing this year. So the Bears win 23-20. to My brother A-Dub, his prediction was 20 to 16 that the Chicago Bears will win as well. So, again, it's worth monitoring to figure out what's going to happen with Kirk Cousins. Is he going to return? More than likely, I bet he will. But you never know with these COVID protocols. But at the end of the day, audience, I didn't want to go into too many details about the Minnesota Vikings and Bears matchup. I feel like there's so much going on with the Bears team that I want to spend some time and kind of talk through some of the things that we're going to be focusing a lot on here in the immediate future on this show. So as you guys know, we have our winter circle show here coming up. We're going to hit on our week 18 NFL picks. So that show is going to be released on Friday afternoon. And just a quick reminder to you guys, just because the regular season is ending, doesn't mean that the winter circle is going to come to an end because we're going to still continue to bring that show to you. We're going to hit you guys with NFL playoff picks. And don't you forget about the fact that Super Bowl Sunday and what that means. 
We're going to have picks for you guys there and some of the best prop bets around. So listen, stay tuned for that. My brother A-Dub will be returning on Sunday. Audience, we appreciate all you guys' continued support of this show and for helping make this a top-tier Chicago Bears podcast. We're going to talk to y'all again on Friday, and we are out.